Hello friends, this is Pastor Bill Clark. Welcome to the podcast. Hello friends are the first two words I begin each message that I get the privilege to share each Sunday. I get to tell my friends about the greatest friend, Jesus Christ. I also consider friends to be one of the greatest gifts a person can have in this earthly life. Most of the episodes will be messages I share each Sunday, but from time to time, I'll invite a friend to share some of their life with us over a beverage. I pray these episodes bless you and help you on this journey of life. God's blessings to you, friend. This is a message I shared at Timothy Lutheran Church on December 18th, 2022. It covers chapter 14 of the story, A Kingdom Torn in Two. Let us pray. Lord, I ask that you speak through me this morning. Lord, may the words that cover my mouth give honor to you and your holy word. Please guide me with your words to send and equip this flock to to grow your family and show your love. I ask all of us in the name of our crucified Savior who died and rose for our sins. Amen. Hello, friends. So just one week till Christmas. Are you ready? Have you purchased all your gifts? Have you planned out all your food? Have you looked at the forecast? It's going to be cold this week. But... It looks like we're going to have a white Christmas. And then after that, God, you can take this white stuff and this cold somewhere else, all right? Despite all the pressures of planning for Christmas and forgetting my clicker, there's an excitement in the anticipation of Christmas. I have loved Christmas ever since I can remember. I was thinking about what, what is the first memory I have of Christmas when I was a kid? I got a train. I got a real train, like one you put the tracks together. It wasn't one of those like toy, you know, kind of chintzy ones. This is like a real train with track and everything. Got it on Christmas Eve for my grandfather. Spent the whole night setting it up underneath the Christmas tree. And just laid it on the floor and watched it go round and round and round again. What are some of your favorite early Christmas memories? Maybe it was a toy that you received you remember from so long ago. Maybe it was visiting your favorite grandparents, because there is always a favorite grandparent, isn't there? Was it listening or singing to Christmas carols? Was it your favorite treats that were made just on Christmas? Christmas is a time we look forward to each year. It's a time where everyone seems to be a little nicer. It's a time of year where everybody seems to be a little more generous. Christmas time is a time of year where we hear stories about people who help out those in need. I call it not a handout, but a hand up. Everyone is drawn to Christmas and the spirit of Christmas. Now, when we say everyone is drawn to Christmas and the spirit of Christmas, 
we also need to remember that some people might be hiding some hurt behind all this Christmas joy. Despite being drawn to Christmas, some people would rather just skip the whole holiday altogether. For me, Christmas officially starts, everybody in my house knows, the day after Thanksgiving. So depending on when Thanksgiving falls, we have roughly a month to prepare. This building up, this anticipation of Christmas. And as it gets closer, each and each day, more and more excitement until we reach Christmas Eve. But for some people, this time of year is hard, is hard for them. And they're reminded over and over again, despite the joy and the peace of Christmas, they're reminded of a time around the Christmas season when they too look forward to Christmas, but something in their life happened and blindsided them. Maybe Christmas is the time of year where they lost a loved one. Maybe Christmas was the time of year where they split up from their spouse. Maybe Christmas was the time of year when there was an argument with a son or a daughter that led them to still not coming back home for Christmas. In fact, you haven't talked to them in years. Christmas was a time in our lives that everything seemed perfect until it wasn't. You know, in our reading from chapter 14 this week of the story, we see a time for the the nation of Israel that seems nearly perfect. And then it wasn't. The nation of Israel lived 40 years under King David where the kingdom's peace was won. They finally gained possession of the promised land 450 years after God said he would deliver them. Then after King David comes King Solomon. And under King Solomon, well, these were the good years. 40 years of prosperity for the nation. Everything seemed nearly perfect until it wasn't. Did you notice when you're reading the optimism in chapter 13? The king that had it all quickly turned to despair in chapter 14. The kingdom torn in two. You see what's happening is in chapter 14 they're suffering the ramifications for King Solomon worshiping false gods. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, since you have been Since this has been your practice, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes that I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Yet for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it in your days, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son, for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem that I have chosen." The Israelites had settled in the promised land under King David. They thrived under King Solomon. Things couldn't have been much better for the Israelites. But we see in chapter 14, the kingdom is literally torn in two. It will never be the same again. See, but God had told Solomon, don't worship false idols. Don't worship false gods. And he did. And if he did, he would tear the kingdom in two. And so he does. You know, for me, it's another reminder. If God says he's going to do something, guess what? He's always kept his word, hasn't he? He's going to do it. 
the promised land is split. Split in two, the prophet Ahijah delivers the instructions to Jeroboam on how God splits the kingdom. The north kingdom is Israel, where Jeroboam is its king over ten tribes. Now Jeroboam was a superintendent, if you will, for King Solomon, and he found favor with King Solomon. First Kings says, The man Jeroboam was very able. When Solomon saw that the young man was industrious, he gave him charge over all the forced labor of the house of Joseph. Jeroboam was not a son or descendant of King Solomon. The southern kingdom, or the smaller kingdom, is Judah, with Rehoboam as its king. Now, Rehoboam is the son of Solomon and will rule over one tribe. And you look a little farther into it, it's actually two tribes, because the tribe of Benjamin is included in the tribe of Judah. 1 Kings tells us, But he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, and the city that I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. So now we have two kingdoms. They're split. Unfortunately, both kingdoms, both kings, are an extreme disappointment. They both do evil in the eyes of God. They worship false idols. They fight against one another. They make treaties with those who were once their enemies. This pattern repeats itself to the subsequent kings that will follow in both Israel and Judah. We'll see this in the next few chapters, but between the, two ki- between the two kingdoms, there are 38 kings that serve them. Five will be good kings. Just five. You know, many times I hear people say, I just don't know what happened to this country. This whole country seems to be going to I'm not sure what the total history of the United States is going to look like and where it's going to end up. But I can tell you, the nation of Israel right now, it's gone to hell. There are people worshiping false gods. They're fighting against each other. They had 80 good years where they lived under King David and King Solomon. And now it seems oh so far away. You know, many times when I prepare for a message, I mean, this seems kind of obvious, but I read through the scripture readings, right? But I look for a passage or a word that jumps out at me, that speaks to me, that I can build a message around on a Sunday. Usually more times than not, this passage that speaks to me is uplifting or inspiring. And I want to clarify that. When I mean uplifting or inspiring, I'm not saying or trying to write a motivational message. I'm looking for passages that remind me of the love that God has for me and how I, as one of God's children, need to be reminded of that love. And that love of God comes in many different passages, not just the ones that say, God loves me. See, chapter 14, not very uplifting, was it? Didn't have any uplifting or inspiring verses in my initial reading. As I read through this chapter, all I could think was, everything that was so right under King David and Solomon is gone. Verse after verse of what we shouldn't do. 
Verse after verse of kings focusing on themselves and worshiping false gods. Verse after verse of two kingdoms who are in turmoil. Chapter 14 can be wrapped up in one verse. You have done more evil than all who live before you. How'd you like to hear those words from God? Because up to the story now, there's been some pretty evil things that have happened. So you know me by now, I'm generally a pretty positive person. I tend to look for the good in people. I'm not really much of this world is a mess, this country is going to hell. As if this world or this country is more of a mess than any other time in history, go back and read chapter 14 again. Look at the kingdom that is there. One could argue that it was worse then than what's going on in our world today. But then we can also see the similarities in chapter 14 in between us. The kings that split the kingdom in two, the worshiping false gods, focusing on themselves. It's only a week until Christmas. And how much of what is going around on, going on around us has anything to do with the one true God? How much worship is being given to false gods of our day, our idols? We love the Spirit and the excitement of Christmas. But do we focus on the reason there is a baby in the manger leading up to Christmas? What about the reason for the baby in the manger at Christmas? I firmly believe that's the greatest gift that was ever given to us. And instead of focusing on ourselves, the one thing that makes us feel better about ourselves, what do we focus on? Now I was thinking about the focus of God. God didn't focus on himself. God focused on us. As we've been taking this journey through the story, we see time after time that God has been on this relentless pursuit of his people. When God says something to his people, he means it. God's love for us and his people has never and will never change. His love started for us before He created the earth, before He created the place we live, before He created Adam and Eve. God didn't stop loving His people when His prophets said the words, You have done more evil than all who live before you. God keeps pursuing us, keeps loving us. Each and every time when we fall short, our Father in Heaven keeps pursuing us. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. Well, as I said in our welcome, chapter 14 is not the end of the story, but we're going to take a break here. It's almost like a, a cliffhanger. What's going to happen next? So if you kept the reading, we're just about halfway through the story. 31 chapters. We're on chapter 14. In the chapters to come, we're going to see God never stops loving and pursuing his people. And God's pursuit of us and love for us does not end when we complete this story. The pursuit of us and his love for us continues. The evil that was done by the kings and the Israelites in chapter 14 of the story has been redeemed by the love of God through the birth of his son Jesus. 
and the evil and sins that we commit are redeemed by the love of God through the birth of His Son, Jesus. So this week, leading up to Christmas, my prayer for you is this. That you can see the true joy, peace, hope, and love that God gave to each of us in the birth of His Son, Jesus. If Christmas is the time of year that's hard for you, and you seem to be more drawn to the focus of the hurt in your life, I pray that God will show you His love that was shown in full glory in the manger in Bethlehem or 2,000 years ago. Because it's easy to focus on what's wrong with this world. It's easy to focus on the, the direction we think that our country is going. And can we let all that stuff weigh us down? Now you think about it, we've already had a civil war once. Will this kingdom in which we live someday be torn in two? It might. It might not. We don't know. But I do know this. When things are not going well in our lives, or in our country, or in our world, God still loves us. In every word of chapter 14 of the story, when everything is a mess, the kingdom split in two, they're worshiping false idols and false gods, God's love is still there. It didn't change. It didn't stop. And the life that you're living here, your story, was planned before you were even born by God. Because He loves you. And God's love never leaves us. God's love never stops. So this week, don't focus on the tinsel and the lights and the decorations. Don't focus on the music, the food, or the time being together. Don't focus on the hard parts of Christmas, like missing someone who's no longer with you. Now, I'm not asking you to ignore these things or forget them. I'm instead praying that you will see the love of God. You will see the love of God in the tinsel and the lights and the decorations. You'll see the love of God in the music and the food and the time together as family and friends. And you'll see the love of God in the things that are hard for you each Christmas. Because things of this world, they come and go, don't they? But the love of God will never change. It never has, and it never will.
Thank you once again for listening to Hello Friends. If you have any questions about anything that we share on our podcast, any of the sermons, anything in God's Word, His teachings, please get a hold of me. I'd love to have a conversation. God bless you.